Heidi ho everybody. Trying with that greeting, never said it before. Heidi ho to you, Mr. Uh, Robbie Bear. Scotty Shark, welcome back everyone to the Blue Box unofficial guide to the Animorphs books. It has been a minute, y'all. Yeah, we kind of got, I don't know, slow at reading. Spring, you know? Busy at lo- yeah. It's like the snow melted and we had stuff to do again. So. I was, yeah, I was basically not working most of those first episodes, so... Yeah. Now I'm busy and I worked, so Rob also always had a job. Right, so for but, but I mean we're here. We we're found back. a day of the week. Summer reading club. Welcome That's, back everybody. This is a special edition. This, this is, is our eighth podcast, but it is not the eighth book in the series. Yes. Technically Twist. What? Chronologically though, it is the next one in line. Yeah. Yeah. According to the Wikipedia page, chronologically this is the next book. We had a big debate about doing it chronological or not. So we feel that it's the best. Yeah, I do. Only because... So anyways, this is called the Megamorph book. <laughs> I feel like I should back it up before I, say, yeah. before I defend my point. Sure. Okay. Megamorph books, they have four of them throughout the series. And they kind of wedge in between the like collected editions. They're a little bigger than the other books. And they rotate the narrator like throughout the book, as opposed to just having one narrate the entire book. Um, and usually, it's supposed to be like you know, like a Treehouse of Horror special episode. But it's like an offshoot. But uh, it is technically uh, I mean, canon. But everything in it is, you know, yeah, yeah. And the reason I was like I that I voted to keep it chronological is like. In a lot of them, they do gain a morph or two that they will use later on. So I felt like, let's... Because, you know, you want to know where, like, later on if they use a morph. Like, when did you get that effing thing? Right. So, but from a plot standpoint, I don't think... I mean, I will say this. When I was reading the books, I read all the normal books in order. The uh, standard 54. And then I read the, all the megamorphs at the end. So, and I just read them back to back. And, like... You could do it that way and be fine. But I figured since Wikipedia has very specific points in which they're wedged in, I was like, let's just do it. Yeah. And it's fun to have these little celebratory episodes in the middle. Right. Exactly. And there are, and we haven't really talked about them, there are four companion books. I did not read them about different people outside of the Animorphs, but exist in their world. Oh, so yeah, I think we should try to hit everything. We should. I and those will be new to me. I did not I read that. Some of like the York Chronicles probably already happened. Those, yeah, those are like not right. as time like, sensitive because I feel like they'll happen totally outside of it. Right, and those will be fun prequels. Yeah, cover, encompassing time and space. I'm yeah. not sure. I don't remember. I did read a bit of one when I was a child. Same. I remember the end of like Chronicles, which I think is like Alfangor's story. Yes, yes. He, that's what I had. It was, like, too intimidating to me in fourth grade. It was, like, a thick book. Yeah, it was, was scary. Like, it had a really hardcore cover. Yeah, it was It was too much. I, the Eliminist, or Eliminist he, that we learned in the last book, yep. he has a series, or, like, a spinoff book on his own. Don't know anything about it. There's one called The Visser, but I don't know if it's meant to be Visser 1, 2, or 3. Maybe just how a the, random one. the name of the position came about to be. And then <laughs> I feel like there's a fourth one because i feel like there's four of those andalite visser elements we'll look it up but i feel like there's there's four of them i think so Uh, anyway first megamorph book megamorph this one is the andalite's gift which Which is like i mean 
could be book one. Uh, that's exactly what I think. I'm like, that feels like it would be the, the title of the book one. The cover's got, you know, all four kids and the bird boy on it. He doesn't have his full square, but he's nope. there. He's resting on K.A. Applegate's name pole. No axe on the cover. No axe immediately. No, that's true. They got a nice little boom. Yeah. Holographic blue box on yep. the inside with all their animal fingers. Blue box. Yeah, the graphics blue, oh, are oh, not oh. amazing. They said the name. They said it. All right. Yeah, no, the graphics aren't amazing. Um, yeah, there's no flip morph in this one either. That's yeah, no, because it's not one solitary person's yeah, story. that makes sense. But to me, well, we'll just see. Wow. This, this one starts as Jake. Um, I know this, I forget what happens at the end of the last book, but Rachel's not in a great place. Because I feel like that's after the Olympus. I don't ever say his name right. But oh yeah, yeah. That was basically, the last book, so. she had that whole thing too with like seeing the future. I mean, they all experience that. And then she also had the thing with like her family. She has a decision to move or not, right? And she's like, "I'm here. I'm engaging in this war she had to stay." Yep. So I mean, she's she had a lot a to think about. Princess. Yeah. So I like the continuity of like she's kind of reeling from that still. <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, so basically, they're, I don't know, they're hanging out. A lot of this is kind of summarizing, because this is a one-off book, and they do a little more summarizing. Yeah, for to sure. To start than normal. Um, I think because, like, it's a special book, they probably thought there'd be, like, a new audience yeah, to read definitely. them all. So they really want you to, like, know where oh, they're at. Here they are, calling her Xena, page five. Yeah. Right. Everyone's kind of leaning into their tropes pretty hard. Yeah. Um, um, I feel like it's implied that maybe it's summertime, finally. Yeah, it's definitely, at least, I mean, this time of year. Like, yeah. Like, you could consider it summer, but technically it's spring. Right. But June. Right. June time. Mm-hmm. Um, they do some good, you know, I just saw they mentioned the truck early in the book. Yep. Pickup truck, which becomes important. But basically, Rachel kind of freaks out. Yep. And she's like, hey, everyone, I'm going to camp, or I'm, you know, she might have a couple different stories, but... She flies off to go be a bird for a while and maybe, yeah. maybe hang out with Tobias. She kind of does that, like, and you can get away with this in the 90s, where she's like, I'll tell my parents and friends I'm going to camp. I'll tell camp I'm not coming. No one's expecting me in either place in my life. And I'm just going to do Rachel shit for a minute. Yeah, like, it's the thing. You would just be like, I'm at my friend's house. That friend would tell your their parents right. they're at your house. And it's a lot and of And as long as nothing happened, you never got caught. Sometimes. I know. She's really... They call each other. It's though. simple, but so, so effective. Not really a thing you can do anymore. Damn it, 9-11. I know, right? Um, so, yeah, she's like, I'm just gonna, like, do Rachel stuff, fly around, be a bird. I mean, I guess I feel like the sense is, like, she might just need, like, a little bit of a timeout. Yeah. So only for Tato time. Aww. Yeah. She wants to fly away, you know? Bird. But, uh, as we've learned, uh, maybe not you, but I don't know if you saw... Little blackbirds are mean mm-hmm. motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I did they, not. They will chase an eagle down. I did I not believe know. she is an eagle. Yeah, that's her, like, go-to bird. Blur. Yeah, she's a big golden eagle, right? Which to me is so, uh, flaunty. Like, people are going to notice you. Don't notice eagles. Right. It's not, like, a chill-ass bird that just flies around places. Even, like, a hawk, you're like, whatever. You know? Right. Falcons eagle. and eagles. Right. Fush out. Right. She got it. Um... She's just, you know, like, oh, look at these cute baby birds. And then they start attacking her, and basically yep. she flies into a tree. Yep. And the last thing she does, she's, like, hidden, falling to the ground. She's, like, telling herself, I need to morph out, morph out, because I'll get stuck. 
Right, because yeah, if she lands, if she loses her consciousness yeah. as the eagle, and then like is stuck in the morph for more than two hours, she'd be stuck as the eagle. So that's a fair thought to freak out about. Yep, and then she's gone. She's out, and says that's how her chapter ends. And yep. then I was gone. Yep. So anyway, Marco is the next chapter, and he gets up to his Marco mischievous ways. They gotta let you know there's this girl. Maybe he has a crush on, and she sure. turned him down or something. I don't know. He decided, oh, he didn't invite him to a well, party because he ruined it last a time. Pool party, pool which party. to me also implies summer. Yes, for sure. But like we said, we don't know what kind of climate they live in. We just know it's near the ocean, so they could be like SoCal or even freaking Florida. I think, for all I know. I think we've determined no Cal to Upper Washington. Okay, not Canada. Not Canada. So I'm going no Cal though. Okay. Is that okay. a thing people say? No Cal. They could say SoCal. I never see no Cal. Right. No Cal. I guess for our international listeners and our new listeners, I guess people don't know where we live. We could be a no Cal. Springfield, yeah, USA, baby. Couple, uh, we, you know, we were surfing today. Right. Absolutely. Cool. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Marco wasn't invited. Marco, yep. Jason so. Cassie were. It's like a big like thing. He's like, well, forget that. Axe, let's go do a prank, because pranks are awesome. It's the 90s. And we're like 14. Right. So, that's a given. So, they decide to morph into mice to go to the party. Um... I think just, like, scaring people via their presence, and, like, obviously whoever's hosting this party now has a reputation as having mice in her home. So, yeah, they chase everyone around, they ruin the party, and, like, it's mayhem, and I think they, like, run down in the basement, and they're just laughing, like, Marco's laughing, Axe is like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know why this is funny. But but I'm just doing it because you wanted me to, and he's a good guy, you know. It's unclear to me whether Jake and Cassie know. They... We're there. They right, but I don't know out. if they know that it's Marco. Um, I think they figured it out okay. pretty quick, like quickly during. But as soon as they start to morph out in the basement of this mm-hmm. house, all of a sudden, this giant like cyclone, cyclone tornado of gnashing teeth and yes. mouths and saw blades, and I don't. It's very it's weirdly almost kind of hard to picture. I'm just thinking of a sentient, but, sentient tornado. Yeah, like uh, like that, like yeah, like the Tasmanian, like the Tasmanian devil, devil. With teeth. Yeah, exactly. Just like yeah. around. Yeah, attacks the house basically. Yeah, like saws down the roof down, right? Like, coming like, down to the basement, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know, ruining the party. Yep. Uh, all of a sudden, it stops and it leaves. Yep. And. Basically, this is on a reporting as in the news as a twister, yep. a freak tornado, blah, yep. blah, blah. I'm sure this is what just happened in Gaylor a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was one of these guys. I know. Yeah, so they're all kind of like... I mean, I feel like they all are sensible enough to be like, this is not uh, normal, or whatever this was. It was not an actual like tornado. Is, yeah, what the hell is this? We have not seen anything like this. Right. So they re... I mean, like, you know, it doesn't seem like necessarily a visser move or anything so also why attack the party so they kind of regroup and i think it's tobias who's like listen i don't know where rachel is like she did not go to camp basically but i also don't know where she is yeah i thought maybe she'd meet up with me but yeah either he knew she was going to meet up with him and he's like she never showed but she's not at camp either he they basically come to the conclusion like she's mia right now Yep, and then a lot of this, a lot of these chapter jumps are like it'll be like 
sure it's the next chapter, but it's what's happening alongside yeah. what just happened in the previous chapter, just Parallel. from the other perspective. So, so this one like it jumps to Rachel back. She wakes up, looks like a half bird at the bottom of this tree, mm-hmm. looking like uh, Big Bird. Mm-hmm. That's not kind of what I thought. <laughs> yep. She has a classic case of amnesia. You know how that just happens. When you bonk your head on a tree, I guess. I guess, yeah. I think you'd have a lot of other stuff too, but yep. sure. Soap yep. opera. Bird sure. legs. Uh. <laughs> it's fine. She, yeah, she's like, I don't know what I'm doing, blah, blah. And I'm also half a bird. Um, But the dust cloud, the tornado, tornado comes to her. Yep. And but, uh, it cuts away, I guess. Yep. So, But yeah, it's literally like, shows up, it's a whole thing. Um, she ends up, yeah, we can just tell her part. She, she like, runs to this shack or something. Yeah. She kind of gets captured. She gets captured by this crazy old lady. I don't remember how that happened exactly. I think because she doesn't have her memory, she's kind of wandering, and this lady just shows up. Oh, she pushed her down the hole. That's right. In the bottom of her, <laughs> yeah. she had the floor, and she's, like, looking down in there, and she saw all these gray slugs in there, and this mm-hmm. shallow pool in the basement, her crawl space of this old shack in the woods, and then... Yeah. The old lady he shoved her in there. Sure, as one does. Yep. Um, and then she... She eventually... She's, like, in there with all these yurks. And yep. it's, like, just... Sounds like the most horrifying scene ever. Yeah, gross, gross. And, gross. uh... Does the thing come to her? Not in that moment. Okay. It, it did, like, after the bird incident, but it goes away. But when she's with the lady, it doesn't initially show up. Right, so she ends up like freaking out and inadvertently, I think she turns into a bear. Yep, she turns into a grizzly bear on accident, freaks out, like butts through the bottom of this shack. Right, and basically somehow the place like burns down. Yeah, it shows a little bit too, like for their morphing, because like you know normally it's like a little conscious effort on their part. It seems like you know because Rachel's only memory of what's going on with her right now, it is kind of like a fear response. Yeah, it was very. Just an emotional morph, basically. Right. I mean, bear will save your ass, that's for damn sure. So. Yep. And it's unclear what this woman who has the yurks in her basement. Like, yeah, she's like talking, she's like, she's screaming, yurk, yurk, yurk. You right. Know. I don't know what about her makes think Rachel is one. Maybe because she sees her in like a half bird form. But. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of weird. I know, and she's like, I don't... And it's like a weird time, too, because Rachel's like, I don't even know what a freaking yurk is. Right. So, I mean, but they do fight. Um, yeah, so she, she morphs into the bear, and then, the, and then, of course, the thing... The tornado comes. Comes. And I feel like the other Animorphs can see it forming in a distance, because it's not subtle. Um, yeah, meanwhile, they do see... Because this thing is chasing them. Yeah. Jake and Cassie, maybe, yeah, are running as wolves. That's right. And this thing's chasing them. Yep. And then they, they smell smoke and fire from yep. that cabin that's burning down. Yep. And all of a sudden, shortly after that, it veers off of them and goes towards that. And they're like, well, that's weird. Right. We like, should go why did follow that. Yep. Meanwhile, Rachel's a bear, and she's confident as fuck. She's like, well, nothing can touch me. And this, I mean, a bear in the woods, This man. whirlwind of gnashing mouths comes at her and uh, bites uh, her fucking hands her off. off. Yeah. 
We were like, just kidding. Just, just no more picnic stubs, baskets for you. Stubs where her paws used to be. Mm-hmm. She says, "Rar." Beautiful. <laughs> we'll leave the bear parts to Robbie Bear, but that's fine. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. That's all right. The sharks don't have any lines in this book. I'm sorry. Not yet. Not yet. Long Should have been a, a whale. Scotty no. whale. They put pictures in your mind, man. That's true. Spoilers. Not really. That's um, a book, too. So, yeah. Then Axe is like, oh, this is Axe's first time really narrating, too. Um, yeah. We haven't read a book by him yet. And he doesn't do it until chapter 15 of this book. Which I am is, really just... Um, about a third of the way through. What's the phrase called when you're afraid of alien races like xenophobia? Because they seem a little xenophobic, taking so long to say something new. Xenophobia, if they're from space. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Outer Limits, Protozoa. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, hear that, listeners? You probably can figure out our age from that reference. <laughs> <laughs> you will at the end of this, because I forgot to bring up the reason why we're sad drinking today. Mm. But we'll get to that later. Um, that'll be a part of the bonus content. Bonus content. Hear that, Krista? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, now it acts is like, listening, and he's here... Um, he, well, he gets captured. He comes upon Rachel fighting this thing, and he yeah. tries to do something, but he just gets captured by the vortex. By this tornado vortex, it like sends out like these living vines or ropes that yeah, entangle it's him. And very cartoony. It just floats away. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like a Sonic boss. Yeah, that's how kind of I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great description. I think. Um, so then now he's on the blade ship, um, and he sees Visser Three, who's like. Yo, 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 you ready for my Team Rocket-esque monologue? <laughs> yeah. Mr. 3 is pretty good in this one. He is. I like, I like a good villain, so. Yeah. His, uh, he's well-featured in most of the Megamorph books, so I do like that about him. Yeah, he's basically like, all right, welcome to the ship. You see, like, my little tornado. He tells us what it's called. It's called, like, a Valik. V-E-L-E-K. Yeah, it's from Saturn. I know, I missed that until I saw that the second time. So I kind of want to find the details of it because it's really, you know, it's like, wow, this is interesting. Axe says the word in the Yurk language means pet. Valique. Oh, that's what Valique means? Yeah. So he just calls it that. Yeah. My pet brings me a child. Right. So, I mean, to me, it's not like they're like a race of like, I don't know. Enough that, like, you know, an Andalite or Yurk can... They basically found this... I think it's creative because it's, it's Saturn-Jupiter, but it's one of the one of the gas giants that has, like, the crazy-looking storms. You know, if right. you see, like... People are like, oh, what's that cyclone on that planet? It's right. always moving. Like, yep. And then it's kind of... Right. I feel yes. like she played off of that. It's one of these things. It it's feeds a, on energy. Teeth monster. <laughs> it's this monster of some sort that feeds on energy. And basically, Visser 3 has, and his cronies, have bioengineered it to... Be attracted to morphine energy. Yeah. There's an energy, of course, that's let off when you morph, just like any scientific reaction. Of course, this is very entropy. <laughs> and uh, also, it it's not it doesn't attract to, but it feeds on this energy that their spaceship like radiation gives off. So it's perfect. They yep. have it, so it needs the it you know needs them. It's basically their pet. Yeah, they've trained it. Yep. So it's an easy way to track down. The Animorphs. That's why it was moving really every time. shows his hand, though. Yeah. 
They would be caught monologue. Classic, classic bad guy of failure, really. I know. So much hubris. Um, actually, meanwhile, before this too, Cassie had went to the mall to go spy on Chapman. Oh, yeah. And I forget what she uncovered, but the the point is the Twister thing did not come to her because she was maybe a certain distance away. Yeah. Cassie is not heavily featured in the beginning of the story. No. Um, so now Rachel is back in town. She goes to an empty house. Um, for some reason, the police, like, come to her. I don't really know why. But they, like, surround her for some reason. Um, but she, like the bear, instinctively moves uh, into her elephant morph. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, a whole thing. I don't know why they follow her, though. And also, I should say, like, Amnesia Rachel is a lot more, like, timid. Um, oh, Rachel with the police? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, she went into this house. Is that why they get her? Just, like, so Viennese? She, like, yeah, so it was, like, a house that had just been sold. Like, the reality sign was up mm. from. Um, and she went in there. She's, like, I'm, she ate, drank some water out of the spigot and then ate half a box of vanilla wafers. Like, respect. Vanilla wafers. It was branded. Nilla wafers, oh capital letters, which I am a big fan me of. Nilla wafers, give me, give me some simple Nilla vanilla flavored cookies or something like milk. that, and then maybe, maybe some milk and maybe a little bit of cream if I'm feeling crazy. I made my wedding like with banana pudding oh. <laughs> and whipped cream. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, she's. I mean, meanwhile, Rachel's having like crazy like flashbacks, memories. Yeah, um, from a writing standpoint, I don't really know what the mentality but, of stressing her out what this is, but I think it's just to make her a less effective fighter in this moment, because, like, you give her a disadvantage of, like, a traumatic brain injury. Right. So. Yeah, so she starts morphing, because the police are like, open up, we're gonna come fuck you up. She's like, I don't know. white girl, like, yeah, you're gonna be fine. Right. But, uh. Anyway, she starts elephant morphing. She just, like, thinks of the biggest, meanest thing she can. And nope. she doesn't even think of elephants. She just is in another emotional... I mean, elephants are good ones, morph. Probably decently bulletproof. And it's basically halfway through that, the Valik shows up. Yep, attracted to her morphing energy. Yep. Which Rachel's not aware of. Starts sawing through the house. Sure. And so she plows right through the front of it, much yep. to the agaped mouths of the policemen, and they just stand there like... Oh, shit. Oh, what? Golly gee. And one's rubbing his eyes, you know. Maybe huffing on the glasses, rubbing them off. Yeah. And then the Valique is chasing, and it actually does. And, like, now Marco and Jake and Cassie are there. And they're like, oh, um, this fleek is going to get Rachel. Oh, yeah, they took the freaking uh, truck. Yeah. Cassie's dead truck. Marco started driving it. Oh, that's right. He's terribly driving it because he's short. He can't see over the wheel, probably. Right. And then... The Valique does catch up to Rachel, but it, like, can't pick her up because she's an elephant. Yeah. It, we, we find that it does have a, a weakness. Have. Yeah. Um, can't pick her up. It drops her. Yeah. They show up in the truck, and Jake gets in the back and morphs into his tiger. Mm-hmm. And the pursuit begins in the truck. Yep. And Cassie turned into a squirrel. Yeah. Or yep. She basically gets Rachel. She kind of like tells her. She like confirms who she is. She's like, "You're Rachel." Right. Blah blah. blah. We gotta be quick. And then Rachel had like kind of someone else had called her 
her name earlier, and so she was kind of like, okay, maybe my name is Rachel. All right. We're starting to get something. And so they're running along and then through neighborhoods, getting chased by this thing, and then... Marco turns into but, a gorilla to also try to pull the leak around. I feel like they're trying to, like... Yeah, they're, keep, they're morphing, like, every five minutes or so right. to keep pulling it every which way it should try to wear it out, if yep. that's possible. They're not even sure. And then... Inconvenience, because as anyone knows, if you need to cure a head injury, Rachel hits her head again as an elephant. Well, yeah, she got fucked up. So basically, this all comes to a head when the truck Marco's driving as a gorilla. Mm-hmm. This scene is just crazy to me. Apparently, the elephant with the squirrel on the half morph squirrel on the back runs in front of them, and he basically plows into Rachel, snaps her elephant legs. Marco goes flying. Squirrel goes flying. Uh, I don't even know where Jake is at this point. He comes in later. And, and then there's, there's, there's Drake and Beans being fired from the bug fighters. Yep. It's crazy. It's People mayhem. are not this even attempting to be discreet. Like, a this very is high budget scene. Um, like one of the Zord scenes in Power Rangers where they're just knocking shit Yeah, down. there was no more clandestine effort here by the Right. Sorry, Angel Grove. Like, this is fucked. Yeah. But, I guess when you have a cyclone as your pet, I mean, it's going to just mess stuff up. He grabs uh, the cyclone, the the pet, Velik. Velik. Picks up Marco, the gorilla, this time, and yep. takes him up to the ship. Yep. Um, and he gets up there. Meanwhile, on the ground, they got the bug fighters. One drops a couple of uh, orcajiers, soldiers, yep. and they're... Cassie and Rachel turn into owls. Yep. And they're like, oh, fuck, we're heading straight on. For whatever reason, they could not escape. They had to hit them straight on. They're like, we're going to lose this battle. And then all of a sudden, Jake the Tiger, yep. Prince Jake, comes out of nowhere and fucks him up. And yep. they get away. Thank you, Prince Jake. <laughs> That's why you're a leader sometimes. Yes, Prince Jake. Yep. And on the ship, Marco... All captured... He's all captured, but Axe is also doing some stuff. Yeah. He's like, here's some stuff. Um, he's like, I gotta do something. I'm gonna turn into a flea and hide and cause some mayhem here. Yeah. And he does that. And one of Visser 3's stupid minions opens the cage that he's in, this fancy metal cage that can become translucent or solid. So dumb. Um, very sci-fi. Definitely. He turns into a flea, He and the guy opens the thing, and uh, he basically jumps out, and he he doesn't know where he is, because he's a blind, stupid flea, but he's like, I'm on something with life, and then he just sees like a shadow, which is Mr. 3's Andalite tail, killing this, uh, I believe it was one of the worm people. I think so, too. Taxons. And he's like, oh, I feel, the, I feel that, I felt that his life was gone. That's how he knew it was a flea, and then he... He basically jumps onto Visser 3. All this is happening while Marco's being dropped off. And he's, like, not talking. And he's like, I'm gorilla. Right, because you know? he doesn't want to morph back to human. And he can't morph back to human. And if he talks, Visser will still know that he's human. Just right. probably because of the way he talks. Yeah, they always advise... They yeah. always advise against have, talking to Visser 3 directly. Yeah, they have, like, you know, um, out public posts. And they also have DMs, thought right. speech. Yep. So you can DM your bro just right. no problem. And they, Private line. They let Axe do a lot of talking to Visser 3 because he is an Andalite, so they're like, you know what you're doing. You know you know the lingo. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, they definitely are still very concerned with protecting their secrets that they're keeping. Um, so he, yeah, uh, acts basically him with a genius plan. He's like, oh, I'm going to get on to Visser 3, yep. and I'm going to start morphing out, but I'm not going to fully morph, and that's going to... The the Velik is inside the ship, mind yep. you, right now. It just brought him in here. It's, I guess, chilling. Chilling, um, breezing, twirling, funneling. And so he does like a half morph, and so the Velik's like, oh, and he's on Visser 3 yep. as a little flea, so that's the thing starts to basically like suck him in, and it's yep. like, oh, yeah, this is fucking genius. Visser 3 starts screaming for water... Blah, yeah. blah, In a moment right before they basically turn on the sprinklers, um, he gets, uh, he acts as a flea, gets basically impaled, or impales another tiny-ass creature. Yeah. And he kind of figures out that this Valique, this tornado, is actually not one creature, but a millions and millions of tiny little kind of like bug things, I guess. Like, I picture but, it like... Whatever like, the things that make Oogie Boogie move in Nightmare Before Christmas when they take just, off his little sack and he's just made out of bugs. Yeah, I mean, it's their, I guess it, you could say it is a megamorph. That's what they become of wow, themselves. That's deep. Yeah. I was going to go more than the example of like two kids under a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. We're pretending to be an it's, adult. It's Vincent Adult Man. Right. But many more Vincents. Right. Right. Because <laughs> I'm like, but yeah, no, yours is better. <laughs> It's like the Zords when yeah. they come together. Yeah, Megazord. Yeah, so, but there's yeah. So you know, they and they make sh- it's very like car- like a cartoon set of bees that can like oh like when they're like chasing someone around and they turn into like a hammer. Yep. Or they point at you or something. You know. Yep. You something like that. You've all seen the stuff, right? <laughs> so they escape in this rush and they realize that the. They realize that while he's asking for the, water... The water neutralizes the thing. Yep, it messes it up. It can't, like, work in water. So they're like, hell yeah, not only are we escaping, we got a little intel. Yep. And apparently, Cassie came up with this crazy-ass fucking plan. Right. So at this point, everyone is safe. Rachel yep. has her memory bad. You know, mostly just grounded, because they get home at, like, midnight. Right. And they're like, we can't morph, because they're going to find us. But yes, Cassie, who has done nothing this whole book, really... Is like, got it. Yeah, she's like, I have a plan. And you're like, what the hell is this plan? And it's a great, it's a great fucking plan. It is risky and not risky. Being like a Cassie idea, but. Yeah, I mean, props to Tobias. Without thermals, he still was really the MVP here. Right. So, yeah, they basically, um, she, they go to the sea. Yep, they're like, Tobias, find me a whale. Yep. And. She, they morph into she dolphins. Goes, she, yep. She goes into cockroach, though, and Tobias flies her up. Right, so yeah, they go dolphins first, and then she she morphs into human, and um, I think Jake and Rachel are with her as other dolphins, so she morphs into human, they're pushing her along. Yep. She absorbs the whale. Yep. Um, morph, yep. absorbs it, or acquires it, and then she morphs into the cockroach. Yeah, and I think Tobias they, flies her up in the air. Yeah, and by now the Vleek is chasing them above right. water, but doesn't want to go in water, so it's right. just like above the water chasing them. Like that's speaking of Sonic. Though. I mean, that's basically what happens in Echo One: is a giant tornado comes and takes his family out of the water and sucks them up. Oh, jeez, man! So I mean, Echo. we're having a lot of trauma there. 
Um, so yeah, they're all like doing their little dolphin shit. And I feel like they're probably like, well, they can't go in the water, so we're pretty safe. But Cassie's like, I need it to go in the water, and I know I'm going to do it. We're going to fuck this thing up. Yeah. She is a cockroach. So he gets, Tobias flies as high as he can, and she's a cockroach. They're above the Valique. Yep. And he drops her, and her plane is to morph into a whale. Yep. She's got to go back to human first. She's got to go human, cockroach, human, whale. Yep. All in this drop. It's only like 400 feet, which isn't that far. Right. And they, I mean, Cassie volunteers because she is the quickest at morphing, which is like constant, like, thing in the books that, like, she's the best at it. I mean, but we should backtrack a little bit because this earlier, how uh, Marco and Axe escaped the spaceship, they jumped out, basically, of the spaceship from, like, Felix Baumgartner height. Oh, yeah. And then they had to morph. Back into human and then into birds. Yeah, they got they like came within inches of the ground, right? right. So, but uh, which they kind of did in Tobias's first book when they are like the fish and they go out of the ship when it gets knocked out and they're yeah. like fish and they have to. So they've done a version of this a little bit for sure. Doesn't seem like anyone enjoys it. It's a that. close call, but yeah, right. we didn't know how they escaped there. Anyway, she's morphing into a whale. Yep, and. She basically, the mentality is, like, like the elephant, the whale will be super heavy. Right. So it's going to be even heavier, and it's going to drop this thing into the water and right. destroy it. Because the Vleek will try to circle around her like it did the whale, but since she's on top, the weight of the whale will drag the Vleek down into the water. So this is where I stopped reading the book, because this is a special edition in the last chapter. Yep. It's only a couple pages, and we're going to popcorn read it. Popcorn! Yeah, yeah. Catamo, you in? Catamo? Ugh. Oh, he's fucking wow. Right a thermal. So, yeah, bomb. this ends with Cassie being, like, um, she's, uh, she, t- she reaches the whale's, I felt the edge of the whale's brain brushing against mine, its instincts. And, uh, basically she's, like, yelling at herself, more, finish the more, finish it, and then you can rest. And then the next chapter is from Rachel, and she starts with, At first I couldn't see her, but then the cockroach grew and became larger. <coughs> I could see her as a dot, way, way up in the sky. Here she comes, I said. The Vleek shuddered, sensing his new prey. Should we try to keep the Vleek interested any longer, I asked. No, Jake said. It's up to Cassie now. Someday, Jake will be a general... Or president. He has that ability to make hard decisions, even about people he cares for. She fell and grew and became human again. She's too close! Not enough time! I yelled. The Valik will slow her down, Marco said. None of us had done so many morphs in such a short time. It was mind-boggling. It was impossible. And yet, as the Valik wrapped itself around her, she was already sprouting the flukes of a humpback whale. Humpback! Wanna sue humpback whales for the win, baby? Humpback, <laughs> humpback whale, humpbacks. <laughs> and uh, now all we could see was the Vleek. The dust storm wrapped around Cassie. It slowed. It slowed. And then, am I crazy or is it falling faster? Marco asked. Yes, and yes, I cried. She did it. Like a rock, the Vleek fell faster, faster. It could not support the growing weight. It had not been able to lift an elephant, and what was holding on. And what it was holding on now was much bigger. It was wrapped around a full-grown humpback whale, and it was falling toward the ocean. At the last second, the Vleek tried to break free, 
but it had wrapped itself too tightly around the prey that was no longer prey. I dove beneath the surface just in time to witness... Sploosh! <laughs> the tornado hit the water. The leak by the ocean. All the billions of particles <laughs> slammed into the ocean waves. In a split second, it was gone. Washed away. Washed away! <laughs> And exploding away from Doom Valique, emerging from the wasted tornado, was a huge, sleek creature that depth charged 50 feet straight down. Cassie, 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 are you alright? There was no answer. The whale <gasps> fell through the water. Cassie, answer me! And then there came a kick from that of a massive whale tail. Whale tail! Ha ha! Cassie yelled. Take that, you big bag of wind! Cassie Power kicked her way to the surface and shot clear of the water. Hey, Visser 3, Cassie crowed. I washed your dog for you. (laughs) (laughs) She fell back with a mighty splash, and we raced to join her. Good job, Cassie, Jake said. Scratch one, Valique. I can't believe it, Marco said. We actually won one. We won. We flat out kicked butt. Cassie, you must be exhausted, Tobias said, swooping low and slow above us. Ain't you tired, Miss (laughs) Hilly? Not anymore, Cassie. <laughs> I feel great. I thought we were beaten. Guess what? We are not yet. Not by a long shot. I like the Cassie's little southern twang. I think yeah. everyone just started getting southern. <laughs> <laughs> then, to my total amazement, she began to sing the deep, strange, haunting song of the humpback. The sound waves thrilled me. I don't quite know why. Oh. What are you singing, Jake asked her. What are the words? It isn't words exactly, Cassie said. But if it were, it would just be one word. Hope. Oh my god. Bum, 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 bum. That's oh. it, y'all. Megamorphs, number one. That? So, special think- episode. I mean, basically, I feel like the only morph we get now is the humpback, but it's there. So, you're welcome, continuity, for when it comes up again later. Yep. I mean, I guess it's their first whale morph. They don't have any other aquatic stuff besides the dolphins. They do have the dolphins, and Max has the hammerhead. Oh, yeah, Max. And they have their trout, too. Yeah. The trout, yes. Very useful. Um, That's a big one. I mean, Humpback's a big one. So we learn, you know, obviously Visser 3 is now not just dealing with the invasion on Earth, but he's also trying to really draw out the Animorphs. Yeah, and somehow they still avoided not being known as humans. Yep. And Luckily, the one they captured was Axe, so... And the lady with the Yurks in her cabin, I feel like they're just like, we're gonna finish this by setting it ablaze. That's how we'll finish that story. Yeah, like, she, this lady, like, knew somehow. Yep. And she kept a bunch of... It might, and I was kind of, like, thinking, I was like, what if this is just uh, Marco's mom? Yeah. Well, that wouldn't make sense. But, right. uh, you know, it could be. It's also like, does she actually have yurks on there or there's regular ass slugs? <laughs> I don't know. Like, and she just thinks they're yurks. Unknown, but Megamorph 1. It's kind of nice to rotate between the kids. I feel like that's not a bad tool to do. Um, keeps the stories a little fresher. But, I see why she doesn't do it all the time. Because it kind of hardest from a storytelling point of view, because if one thing happens to one character, it's not happening to the other one, it makes it kind of hard to follow. Right. So, I get why she doesn't do it a lot. Yeah, it's definitely 
Yeah, it's, it's like a, just, it's like a lot of cuts in an action movie. Right, totally. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely more cinematic reading. It's almost like you're reading a script. Yeah, for more sure. More than you're reading in a book. Um, but yeah, the next one will be our first one, uh, totally from Axamilly. Yeah, and that'll be interesting because I don't think I definitely don't think I read that one. No, I like I always resist Axe books, but then I read them, and he actually always has really good plots. Um, so yeah, once once we've done Axe, all the narrators are complete. We don't have any new narrators. Axe is not in the rotation like they are. Like they still follow the same order of like Jake, um, Rachel, Tobias, Cassie, Marco, and then occasionally they splice Axe in there kind of randomly. He's not in the rotation, but he does probably have a decent amount of books. I would say at least like four or five. Um, compared to everyone else, so I always like his books though, maybe more than that. But yeah, look at his first book. It's called The Alien. The Alien. He's an alien. Also, because we I don't know. I feel like we did it last time, so I remember. For this one, The Andalite's Gift, does the title match the story? No. No. I mean, no, this this really seems like it was like the first book they wrote. Yeah. Or she wrote, yep. you know, if with that title. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's just like a, at least her first idea for the book. Right. I don't know. Agreed. It doesn't really, it feels like a genesis or beginning title, but you're like, I mean, we already, we've done that. Yeah. So, I don't, I agree. I don't think that this one has got a great name for it. You know what was a great name? Was Enema of the State, which is 23 years old today, which mm. means, or it was like two days ago, but what does that mean, Rob? What's my age again? Is now 23 years old. That means that nobody likes you? It means, it just means we're fucking old. Oh. Because we're it's, aged. Nobody likes The songs is old. I remember when I turned 23. Me too. And that was almost a decade ago. Yeah. And that was before, like, Tom DeLonge like, went all crazy. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't really pay attention to that. Mark about, Hoppus got I know cancer. Travis Barker got married to Kourtney Kardashian. Yeah, so. I mean, what's my age again? That, <laughs> <laughs> uh... And that's why we're finishing all the booze in my house. Yeah, that's fair. It makes for a better podcast. He didn't even have to tell me what it was for. I just went with it, and I was like, whatever it will be, I'll be sad. But, I mean, also cheers to a great album and a great band, despite how things shaped out for them. Right, and you got me the sticker, so I, I did get thought you of you sticker, immediately. Of course. And I'm of the state. It's a great album. I mean, for all you youngins who aren't listening to it. Um, take off your pants and jacket the explicit version only we're all grown up that's another great one don't care about Carousel that much but there's Buddha sure self-titled self-titled is good self-titled is good yeah plus 44 not terrible you know don't wanna you know I like that didn't love Angels and Airwaves um I mean Motion City soundtrack is produced by Mark Hoppus and Big Fan so they got their little side projects yeah, so uh, once again, I'm sure we have too many emails to even read. I know. Yerk. Jerks yep. at gmail.com. Yep. So far, all this uh, email has done for me is I accidentally open up, you know, open up my calendar. It'll open up that version yep. that accounts, and then I'm like, oh, I am open that day. And, and I'm, obviously, I'm not. <laughs> we manage our OnlyFans through that, so. Yes. Um, please subscribe to our OnlyFans. It's only... 10 bucks a week. So. It's just us popcorn eating naked, so. 
enjoy. Yeah, and 20 bucks a month, you might get to see four nipples. What? So, so yeah, thank you for coming back. Thank you for being patient, Krista. We really appreciate it. I hope you made it this far. We love you all. We love you. Goodbye. Stop